Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Now, before we get started, I'd like to add my disclaimer. All topics discussed on this episode is all allegedly. Even if there's allegations that's been proven to be fact, I have no known knowledge of anything to be facts, but because it's been reported, we're going to discuss it. Any recordings that's played on the show is public knowledge and was pulled directly from viral videos on the internet. We will not alter any audio in no form or fashion, although we will cut short some audios at hand if it is lengthy or too long-winded. Now that we got that out the dough, let's get on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another podcasting episode of Spilling All the Beans. As you all know, it's your girl, Tam, and today is Monday, May 17th, 2021, and we pretty much have a um, short show today, again. (laughs) And the reason why is because we don't have too much news to bring. Like, we don't have any grounded up gossip, and we don't have too much to talk about for the instant coffee section. So, I thought today, since this is the first time we've had this situation like this, where there was really not much to talk about, I thought that I would make it more easier because I went live on my Instagram to talk to some of you all, and you all were giving me great pointers by saying, like, the days I don't have much to talk about, let my news you can use segment kind of take over the show and you guys will be able to comment and I can read your comments and you speak on it because as you all know usually on my news you can use segments I don't read comments you know I give you all the news you can use and I let you guys settle in and you know go from there with what you think but I don't really stop and do a comment section to see what you all think or to get your opinions because it will really make the podcast even longer. Like I'm already over an hour when I do my podcast, between an hour, hour and a half at times. I've even had a podcast that went almost into two hours. So if I was to read comments for the news you can use, because after I'm done doing my podcast, I do kind of pre-read the comments. You guys really have a lot to talk about with the news you can use segment, but I just don't read them. Um, So today it's going to be a little bit different. I am going to be reading the news you can use segment. Um, Questions and comments from you all, because today we don't have any big news to talk about. So we're going to let the news you can use segment take over the show pretty much. Um, I have a few articles that I don't know if I'm only going to read like three, maybe four, but we're going to see how it goes. Um, I'm going to read the articles and of course you guys are going to be writing your comments in the section as I go along and I'm going to read them and interact to that. After I'm done, I'm going to go into the second segment and go from there. So on today... We're only going to be doing, um, of course, the Small Business Spotlight. And we are going to be doing um, News You Can Use full segment. So it's not going to be um, any grounded up gossip, no cream, no sugar, or any instant coffee. Just so that I'm clear. Hold on. Let me pull this up real quick, guys. Give me one segment. Segment. (laughs) Give me one second. Give me one second. 
kind of okay all right so I had to pull up my little um, notes as you will real quick so we're going to go ahead and get started with the show and as you all know we start off with our small business spotlight and today's small business spotlight goes out to nail holiday nail holiday is a beauty cosmetic business which mainly focus around nail products so that you can get anything like um polish diamond bling all different types of cute rhinestone 3d nail art decors and you also can get um water decor stickers um transfer foils all types of stuff i love nail holiday i personally use nail holiday as you all know because i do make custom acrylic press songs as well so nail holiday is one of my favorites go to and um they've actually been back and forth chatting with me trying to get me to collab with them a little bit because i spent so much money with them it's not funny i'm always shouting them out on my page tagging them to things and you know they've become noticed of that and you know we've been kind of going back and forth with me possibly being one of their um little ambassadors because you know some of these nail places do ambassadors and they have so many people to kind of help brand them a little bit and either you'll get paid for it or you get free products for it so we've been back and forth chit-chatting about that um i really don't need the money like that so if i am going to become an ambassador for them i would like the products because i love their products they're cheap some people say they're a little bit more expensive because a lot of you all shop like um aliexpress and wish I personally don't have time to be waiting two and three months for products to come in, so I go to Nail Holiday. And there was one young lady that I was buying nail stickers and transfer foils and stuff like that from her. And for her designer nail stickers like Dior, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, stuff like that, she wanted $10 for one sheet. And one sheet probably contained maybe 15 stickers on there, if that much. I felt personally that's a waste of money when I can go to Nail Holiday and I can get 48 to 50 of those pretty much for that same price. So it's almost like saying I'm paying a dollar a piece because I get a 48 pack and for that I pay like 40 something bucks, 47 or so. So it's like saying I paid a dollar a piece for that. And that's pretty cheap, especially for you like ladies that resells them. Go to Nail Holiday. Um order all of your nail decor stuff and then just resell them individually as sheets because i believe some of you guys do that with wish and aliexpress and that's totally fine me personally i just don't have time to wait that long just to get something for cheaper you get what i'm saying than amazon so nail holiday is one of the places that i found and you guys should go ahead and support them as well you can find nail holiday on instagram at nail holiday underscore official or you can go directly to their website at nailholiday.com forward slash and look at all of the different products that they have to offer see their prices they are very cheap and they are a chinese-based company for those of you who may be still leery with ordering things from china i am not because i still spray down and wipe down my products as they come but if you still don't mind because you do buy stuff from AliExpress and Wish, which is also China-based, go ahead and shop with Nail Holiday and only wait a week to two weeks for your products versus two to three months. 
So again, to check out Nail Holiday, go on Instagram at nailholiday underscore official, or you can check out their website directly at nailholiday.com forward slash. And make sure you let them know Vanity and Beyond or your girl, The Bean Spiller, sent you. They know me by Vanity and Beyond because that's my business and that's where I go. That's where, you know, we communicate on my page. But I'm trying to get them to um, follow my podcast as well. So we're going to work that out. I just haven't really brought it to them like that until we do business. And then I'm going to buzz it in their ear. They already know that I'm going to be shouting out their business because we communicated about that. Um, This one was actually not an email to me because you guys know usually when I do um, my small business spotlight, you guys send me an email about your business to shout out. Now, Holiday, on the other hand, was a gift from me to them with shouting out their business because they want to work with me. So why not, you know, Uh, uh, a gift for a gift, a trade for a trade, whatever way you want to see it, that's how we're going to do this. So... What we're going to be doing, because you all know, after I give my um, small business spotlight news you can use, we go into commercial and then we come back, so forth and so on. We still have to do commercial breaks on here, of course, but it will be um, probably after this one will be after the second segment because I don't want to take a break after every single segment unless the segment runs long and then I have to take a break so just to kind of clarify it up for you guys so that there's no confusion we still are going to be taking breaks okay but um we're going to go ahead and get into our first story give me one moment y'all I gotta hold on need to reload up on my uh coffee one moment hold on guys Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm back. Have to do that real quick. And you all know when we live, there's no pausing. You know, that's only on the pre-records. There's no pausing when we live. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our news you can use segment. And this one, I, as I was reading through articles, I thought this one was a good story because there are a lot of people out there that still has bugs, whether it's bed bugs, roaches, ants some people have spiders um some people even have it bad because they have like a little flood issue so they may have water bugs and things like that so hopefully this specific article will help some of you all out who does not know about um this well it's not new it's new to me but a bug spray who um is a bug spray that was created i believe by a farmer And um, we all know farmers, when they find something that kills off bugs and it's still safe for their animals, for their families and things like that, that, that's a really good formula. And this is one of the formulas, I guess, that was created by a, um, my man is all over the place, by a farmer. And it's gone worldwide. It's called Bug MD. If you haven't heard about it, This is going to change you guys' lives for those of you who have any bug. Not just the bed bug, but all sorts of bugs, ticks, everything. So, 
it's the the headline says I woke up covered in bed bugs <clears throat> and how this dad how this dad interacted with and dis, and was disgusted with the bed bug infestation overnight I don't know how you can get a bed bug infestation overnight cuz that shit usually takes time even with the bugs to have another baby and the pic I wish you guys can see this picture too let me turn it around for the live for the live people y'all see all of these bugs like that's too many bugs to have been an overnight situation this i don't know if maybe the bed was given to them by a, by a family member friend or something but oh my god if you guys see this picture it is like this is not overnight i'm sorry i, I refuse to believe that i known people who've had bed bugs. Um, we've had a family member that came and stayed with us who brought them, and we had to get rid of everything. So I understand how they work. This here was not an overnight infestation. Sorry, but I just have to throw that out there. But let me read the article. It says, Robert Halper. Y'all know I'm bad with names, so don't slaughter me when I'm, <laughs> when I'm miss... Um, pronouncing someone's name, but Robert Halper, 37, had never been so terrified in his life. He was a great dad with a beautiful home and a family he loved dearly. I don't know why they're speaking it in, in past tense as if the man is dead, but okay. It says he was having dinner with his family when he noticed an unfamiliar bite on his leg. He just chalked it up as a mosquito bite, so he ignored it. Though the problem was much worse than he could possibly imagine, that night he got into bed with his wife. He went to sleep and he kept waking up to having to itch and scratch his leg throughout the night. It got worse and worse, but when he took off the covers to investigate, what he saw shook him to the core. My leg, Robert said. It was completely covered in bed bugs. He panicked and ran to the shower to get all the bugs off of him. That was the most horrifying experience of my life, Robert said. The, infest the infestation ruined his home. How? Overnight? I don't know. But again, let's continue. But the worst part was the embarrassing bite marks that covered his body. He lowered his head in a shame as he went to work. He didn't want his co-workers to think he lived in a filthy house. I did everything, he said. I mean, everything. I washed the sheets, sprayed the bed with vinegar, washed them again, but still nothing. I called an exterminator, but they would have that but they were going to charge me $775 just to come out and kill the bed bugs. There was no way I could afford that. With seemingly no way to get a good night's rest, he had two options move out or deal with the painful bites every night. I don't understand why he would have thought that was a good idea because for me personally if I felt that it was in my bed right now and you know I can possibly catch it before it begins to spread throughout in the walls and in the cracks and hiding to where when I get new things new furniture new bed whatever it'll come back out and re-infestrate oh my god so I don't understand why he would have thought he would have to deal with that instead of throwing that damn bed out Go ahead and get you a new bed, you, your family, your kids, whatever, and try to start anew. Like, why would you either move out or just deal with the painful bites every night? Because whether you know it or not, too many bed bug bites. I've seen a video um, 
Because when I used to do home health care, we used to have to do videos on bugs and things like that because we're going into people's homes. So they want to make sure that we're keeping safe by not bringing things back home with us. And we used to have to watch videos on bed bugs. And I was so shocked to find out that bed bugs don't hatch eggs, baby. They hatch babies. They hatch full-blown bugs, okay? <laughs> full-grown bugs, okay? And they mate with each other. So it's not like, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's your child that you've had, if it's a male a, a, a cousin bug. I don't know what you, how you would look at that dynamic. But they mate immediately with each other. So when it has another bug, they mate. And they make for another bug. And it's crazy because bed bugs don't have to hold in eggs like a roach for so much amount of time before they hatch the eggs. No. I believe like within a week of new bed bug is born, which is why they multiply so fast. And it's like you may start off with one or something and you think you've killed it. Trust me and believe it's another one somewhere or two more somewhere humping on each other, <laughs> creating more bed bugs. So it's just best if you can't spray everything down properly to get rid of the bugs, to, you know, get your little um, handheld vacuum and suck the shit all up around the corners and crevices of your bed and whatnot after spraying down good, then the best thing would be to throw away your bed. Now, I've always been told when you get new beds, like your box springs and all of that, keep the plastic on your bed. It helps. It really does. It really helps. And if you're the type of person who can't handle keeping um, plastic on your bed, go and get, it's like a foam that goes over the bed. And then you put your fitted sheet over that foam and you won't even notice that you're laying on plastic. You know, so... I don't know, but child, let's finish the story. It said, little did he know, help was at right at his front door, literally. Robert friend came, Robert's friend came by for a surprise visit, which was his neighbor. Robert was wearing shorts, and he knew his friend would notice the big bug bites. Before he walked in, his friend looked at his legs and said, what are all those bites on your leg? Robert's face turned red, and he whispered, bed bugs problem <laughs> so when he said he had a bed bug problem his friend suddenly bolted for the front door robert said i was so embarrassed but then i heard a knock on the door about uh-oh, about 15 minutes later and it was his friend back again and he was holding a big green bottle in his hand he ran in and told robert to show him where the problem was Robert went into the rooms and the friend started spraying, spraying the mattresses. He then ran into every bed, couch in the house and sprayed it down. He handed Robert a bottle and just said a few words. Trust me, it works. Well, Robert said, it worked. The next week, I got prepared to get bit all over again. Oh, I'm the next night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got prepared to, bit all, to get bit all over again. But something magical happened. I woke up without a single bite. They were 100% gone. I had no idea. And it says, uh, I had no idea how it worked so fast. But I read the label and it said, Bug MD. B-U-G-M-D. For y'all who probably didn't understand what I said. Bug MD. 
It said it worked for all kinds of bugs like roaches, ants, fleas, ticks, and more. You name it, it kills it. I couldn't believe it, Robert said. I no longer have the filthy infestation to be embarrassed about. I ordered six more bottles and and sprayed down my whole garage, the kitchen, and even the doors to make sure they never came back. See, this was my thing. You had to go through doing all of that. You knew you had a big bug problem, an infestation. Um, I had a friend who had the same similar situation, but for her, um, of course, a family member, a group, shall I say, not a, a group, <laughs> a aunt and her kids moved in with her. And they brought bed bugs. And my friend was like, it was so crazy because even after they moved out and she got rid of her furniture, got new beds, everything, it came back. And she couldn't understand how it came back. And when she finally called, you know, the pest control people to come out and they kind of like was telling her like, it's possible that they could be in the borders of your home because they hide like any and everywhere. So she ended up getting in touch with her landlord to let him know the problem. And her landlord was okay because he, she's been living there for about three, four years. So he's known her to be a very clean, very neat, non-problematic tenant. And when he came out and kind of was tearing the borders around, baby, when I say the way people that have roaches, when you have to gut out your home, when you're remodeling and stuff like that, it was almost like it had to get gutted out. So what he did for her, he moved her into a completely different apartment complex, you know, on another side of town that he owned, moved her in. He made, he let, made her leave everything, all of the new stuff that she had bought, you know, the new bed, the furniture said she was renting it. So the people came back and got that, you know, whatever. Her landlord was so fond of her and so nice and so sweet. You don't have very many people like this in the world, but for her, I was just so excited. He moved her into another apartment of his and he paid all expenses for her new furniture set, her new bed set, like all types of stuff. It was so crazy. And it was just, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. So, you know, just to let you all know, when you have a bed bug issue, it's best to really have the people come out and get to the nitty gritty of it. Because I believe what they do is like a heat, um, a heat, oh, I can't think. But anyway, it's like these machines they bring in and it pretty much heats up the whole house with like um, UV. I don't know. I can't, really, my mind is all over the place right now trying to think of this. Because I had a homegirl that had to have this done for the apartment complex they was in. And it wasn't her choice. It was the landlord. And for like, so I think like a week or however long she had to be out of the home. And for those that had nowhere else to go, the landlord was putting them into, you know, little cheap hotels and stuff. Um, It was like a six apartment complex where she stayed in. She had a two bedroom. And she was like, they had machines that they kind of brought in setting around. And I guess the heat and the UV or something from it, it kills the bugs deep into the core. I don't know, but I don't want to get deep into that story. I probably should have her come on here one day and tell her little story because I'm supposed to have a guest on my show pretty soon. 
Um, my guest, of course, is like almost two hours away. So we've been trying to find a good day and time for her to come out and get on the show because we're going to have a um, honest conversation is what it's going to be. Good dialogues. We're going to talk about all types of topics and we're going to cover just about every realistic situation. You with your guys, people who may have questions. Um, I wouldn't say she's a relationship expert, but she is a... Um, what can I say? I, she calls herself like um, the single expert on for those people who continue to get into just fucked up relationships and you can't understand why you keep finding that same dog, man, and everybody that you date. Well, it's you. So, you know, she's going to come on and kind of maneuver things and give you guys a little pointers and whatnot. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun podcast when we do get it started. But... <clears throat> Let me finish reading this title. It says, M- Bug MD is an all-natural pest control spray that, that, oh, that, I'm sorry. I'm like, what is this? Oh, that dedicates to killing ants, roaches, fleas, ticks, bed bugs, and more. It says, it's formulated with two essential oils, Proven to wipe out hordes of insects. Clove oil, which I've never heard of that before. I'm going to have to do some research. And y'all know I'm like a research fanatic. I may forget stuff because I do. you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I like to research things so I'll know what it is that you know I'm reading on to understand a little more. But um, I don't know what clove oil is. But clove oil, which acts as the first line of defense against pest infestation it says the pungent odor forms a force field that protects your home from all sorts of vermin not only does clover oil repels bugs but it works as an effective well who insect acidite one whatever that is the insect acidite one And as a gardener specialist at Clemson University, the essential oils found in cloves kills insects on contact. Okay, so that must be some serious essential oils. It says, if you ask any farmer, okay, so farmers use this stuff. And I think I told you guys that I think a farmer, um, this was his invention, I believe. But it says you can ask any farmer, they'll tell you cottonseed oil. Okay, so clover oil and cottonseed oil has the greatest um, insect acidi among any natural oils. It's been used in agricultural for centuries to ward off all kinds of insects and pests. That's why MD Bugs expertly crafted formula contains cottonseed oil and clove oil to make a naturally powerful solution for even the worst insects. Unlike chemical sprays, Bug MD uses natural ingredients so it's safe for children and your pets. Best of all, it's super easy to use. Simple, just simply spray around the entries, the trash cans, cabinets, or around your windows to prevent creepy crawlers from coming in through the windows and through droves. Or you can spray directly on the bugs to kill them on contact. It is safe for your furniture, for beds, 
for comfort. (laughs) For comforts. For your comforters and rugs. It's good for comfort jobs. So comfort with the empty book. But no, for comforters and rugs. So if you see bugs on your damn comforter, you can spray your comforter down. You can spray your bed down, your rug, anything. It's supposed to be safe. There's no chemicals harsh to you, harmful to you, your children, or your pets. And we know pets are very sensitive to chemicals. So if it's sensitive enough for the pets, we good to go. We good to go. So, like I said, MD bugs is what um, this guy used to get rid of his bed bug. Well, his friend used to get rid of his bed bug infestation, thankfully to his friend. And for those of you who may be dealing with that right now, there you have it. Get you some bug MD. It's a green bottle. You can't miss it. The word bug MD is one whole word. There's no spaces. It's just B-U-G-M-D. Um, I probably should do a quick research to see if they have it on Amazon. I'm sure they do. Amazon got every damn thing. But if they don't, I mean, you can go to like your local Lowe's or Menards or probably even Walmart to find the spray because they do have indoor outdoor stuff, you know, for like um, gardening and things like that. And it seems like since this was used by farmers, that it would work just fine um, on the outdoors because I know a lot of people be like well how long would it last if I'm spraying my garden or around the doors outside because of you know the moisture that's in the air maybe it'll rain things like that so this is supposed to be a good protectant against all of that you can use it indoors and outdoors but for me I'd rather just spray around the outside of like my windows and the inside but I wouldn't be too lingering to start spraying it in the grass you guys like don't waste your spray spray on your house around your door rims the ledges of your windows in your home um you know like maybe in the corners of the walls like the sink in the corner areas because you know bugs like to hide in the corners i don't know why but it is always like some little small opening for a bug to go in in the corners of your tub the corners of your sink your toilet things like that so just you know don't waste your spray be mindful where you're spraying and make sure that it's a good area don't just go spraying your damn house like you're trying to clear the air from corona okay spray and be be smart about it because if i'm not oh okay yep so it's on amazon you guys you can go on amazon and get bug md now i don't know how much it's going to be on amazon versus in the store because you know prices vary let me see because i do have a walmart app let me see so it's called oh they got bug md for it it, it cures moths. Okay, so they don't just have the spray. They also have like, okay, maybe the liquid is for refills. Because it's $30. It's $30 for a 3.7 ounce bottle. But this is great because on Amazon, you can also get the Bug MD Trap Pest Control. It looks like a, um, almost like the little... 
devices you can sit outside and it traps like bees and wasps wasp and all that stuff it's one of those it, you can sit it on your table or whatever the, the maybe ant control the ant infestation or something because we got ants pretty bad so i would need it for my ants and you fill it up you sit it down and i don't know the scent for this one draws it to the machine and then when they go inside they die so they got a bunch of different Oh, they even got the outside. Look like little lights. Bug zapper. Girl, y'all. Hmm. Bug MD seem like it's the truth. So won't y'all go on to Amazon, get you some Bug MD, and get rid of that pest problem. It's wrong, ways. Every Every time I eat, have you all ever had an issue so bad where... Like, I have a house phone because of the bundle, you know, that it comes with. It comes with the bundle for the cable and um, the alarm system, cameras, all of that stuff. But this sucker will ring all day long with just telemarketers. That is so annoying to me. I think these companies should have, like, um, what is it called? The spam blocker or something for calls that they've been talking about on the commercials really big. They need to have that app already with these home phones because we get so many bs calls honey it's not even funny like i don't even answer the phone anymore because no one that we know will ever call this house phone we have cell phones we only got the house phone because it came with the bundle deal but this sucker will ring all day long with either 800 888 899 all these crazy ass numbers honey but um yeah it's it's a wreck but like I said, Amazon has it. So you guys can go on over to Amazon and check Bug MD out and get all of the different. They have them in different um, varieties for you to choose from. For roaches, they even got like a little trap. <laughs> it looked like the little roach trap if you prefer that. Because some people are still very sensitive to sprays, even if it's supposed to be. A spray that's safe for you. There are still people who's just so sensitive they can't even use sprays. So they have other options for you guys. So check it out. But let me look over here and see what y'all talking about. What do y'all think about that? Um, do you have any experiences, stories? What do you guys think about the bed bug situation with this guy? Because that's a little for it to be overnight. If you guys, I just showed you the video with the picture. That was not overnight at all is I moved in an apartment I moved in an apartment that was already infested Ooh, and I lost my mind <laughs> I had to move and throw away almost everything oh my god I bet the hell you did lose your mind like now that's one thing to move into an apartment that already has them you know like I said I had someone who had that same little situation but mainly you know someone will bring the bed bugs to your house so to me that that shows management progress with the homes and how well they are well kept because there's no way as a manager property manager when someone moves out of a home to me because this is what I would do, you know. We, my husband and I are getting into that because I'm in real estate as well. I don't want to work doing real estate, but I got into it because it'd be an easier nudge. 
for me and my husband to buy properties. I get first look in on properties that's being foreclosed, um, be able to get it for better deals, all that good stuff. That's pretty much what I got the education for. It wasn't to be a real estate broker to help people find home. Nope, just for me and my husband because we're going to get into property management because we're trying to be landlords. So with that being said, for me, if I have a tenant, I don't care if you was the cleanest tenant that I had and I know you were clean. When I move you out, move you out my main thing is to make sure that you didn't leave not a bug or a, 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 any insect behind that would work up any type of infestation for the next tenant. So for me, I would spend that little money and have the people come in and make sure that they spray and getting around every nook and cranny. If I got to set one bomb off in the center of the home where, you know what I'm saying, if there's roaches or anything, it'll kill it. We'll find it. We'll clear it out and get the property ready for the next tenant. I can't understand how you can move into an apartment complex, girl. That already has bed bugs and you didn't know it. Till you start moving your shit in, then they start coming out the cracks and corners of the walls, um, infiltrating and just living home, just be, being home, you know, just feeling like, oh, we got new furniture, we got new blood to suck. <laughs> I call them um, baby bug vampires, honey, because anything that sucks up your blood and leaves a bump. I'm sorry, it's a vampire. So yeah, sus, I feel your pain. I would have lost my damn mind too. Moving into an apartment with bed bugs already. Okay, somebody said bed bugs don't make you nasty. Even though some people are nasty. Says, and that's all. And that's why they got it. Okay, but you can be clean and still end up with the bugs. That's true. Everybody that has bed bugs is not nasty. But for the most part, there are some people. Okay, let's put it this way. If you have a bed bug um, infestation, that's a problem for me. You allowed it to get way too out of hand. I'm sorry. Because one and two bed bugs, you're going to feel them bites. You're going to notice shit. You're going to want to fucking investigate. Like, I have a blue light. So with my blue light, the shit that I don't think I can see, like bug-wise, that blue light going to light your ass up. So some people can feel like they've looked good on their bed in the corners and tried to investigate for the bugs, and you won't see nothing. Get you a blue light. Get you a blue light now, people. A UV blue light so that you can see what's on your bed, what's on the floor in the corners, and you can catch it. For me, for this guy to have had bugs all over in their rooms, their children's rooms, on their couches. You allow that situation to get too out of control. And that's nasty. I don't give a damn how clean your house look when I walk in there. You, my dear, are nasty if you allow that to get so bad to where these bugs kept fornicating with each other and just having big ass bed bugs week after week. You allowed that to happen because you could have stopped it while it was just in one area. It was a small spread and you can, you know what I'm saying, get rid of that situation. 
I don't understand how you can live with a bed bug that turns into an infestation. That means you've let it get too much out of control. You allowed yourself to just be lazy, to ignore the bites, ignore the issue, because this didn't happen overnight. I'm sorry. You've been getting bit quite often for as many bugs that was on this man's bed. But, baby, let me see. Someone said, bed bugs don't make you nasty. Oh, I just read that one. I'm sorry. Let's see. Hey, guys. Good morning. Welcome into the live. Today's live is a little bit different. If you're just joining in, our whole live segment is just going to be about news you can use segment. And I'm finally going to be getting you guys' um, reactions. I'm reading your comments and how you feel about it. Because you all know I usually don't do that. Someone said, my cousin moved in with me about two years ago and brought bed bugs to my home. I had to throw away furniture, beds, and all. From that experience, I never let people live with me again. I know. <laughs> you know, and that is kind of scary that I, uh, with the living with you situation. Anyway, like, uh, I don't like that. Like, I don't want nobody to feel like they finna come and live with me and that turns into from a three to four month situation to now you're here a year and now it's hard to get you out because you know in some states when people get mail coming to your home and they're living there for x amount of time they don't have to be on your lease you still have to go to court to put them the fuck out ain't that crazy I think California is one of the states that's like that too. Arizona. So it's like, mm, when people live with you, you guys to be mindful for how long you expecting them to come and stay with you. And it's good because I am also a notary agent. It is good to get you a contract between you and that friend, family member, whomever, that they have this amount of time to be in your home only to get it together. You go take that shit down there to the courts or to the currency exchange or whatever notary office and you get it notarized so that when that law tried to come into play, it won't be effective. You have a full contract with this person stating that after this amount of time, they got to go. You're only helping them for this amount of time. So y'all need to stop letting people just come move in with you and y'all have verbal agreements because a lot of people who do that and move in with you mentally, they already know if I'm here and I start getting mail sent here and I'm here for a good some 30 days, it only takes. And for some other states, it's 90 days and they're there for three months. Now they know it's going to be hard for you to put them out. So who want to go through that? You living in a house with somebody who ain't paying no bills, walking around like they run the place. You help them out and now you can't put them out always have a contract you guys and get it notarized stamped and approved and signed so when you go to court there's your evidence there's your proof showing that this person i don't give a damn we set it up for them to only be here for this amount of time and now they gotta go so always have your contract guys always always stop with all this verbal agreements and shaking the hands that shit don't work because you can't take that to court period Someone says, oh, hell no. That's why I don't go over people's house or have company. <laughs> and that's funny because I'm like that now. Like, I still will go over people's houses, like, if I really fuck with you. And I know you're not nasty. And I've been there plenty of times before. Didn't bring a bug home. Didn't itch while I was sitting on your furniture. I'll kick it with you. 
But a lot of my homies that I know personally don't take care of their home. Their kids run over the house. Everything seems to be a little nasty here and there. Those are the people I don't deal with. I don't want to come to your house. I catch you at the park. See you out and about. That's it. But yeah. Mm-mm. Let me see what else y'all talking about real quick before we move on. Okay. There's no one else really talking about the situation. You all are saying stuff, but I don't want to read you guys saying, hey, what's going on, girl? Good morning. I'm reading actual comments, so. A lot of y'all not responding right now, so we're going to go ahead and move along. Now, this next story is, to me, so funny and friendly. After this, we are going to have to take a break, but I wanted to read this story um, because it's just so funny. Four-year-old boy held as a hero for accidentally spending thousands on SpongeBob. Oh, baby. It says a four-year-old from Brooklyn managed to buy nearly $3,000 worth of non-refundable SpongeBob SquarePants popsicles on Amazon. Amazon got everything, child. But his mother, Jennifer Bryant, faces one slight popsicle problem, paying back all the money for the ice cream treats. (laughs) Instead of letting her friend melt under the pressure, a friend of Brian shared a post on Instagram explaining the story and how and has now set up a GoFundMe page to raise cover for the cost. Katie Skoulos, y'all know I'm bad with names, I think that's her last name, S-C-H-L-O-S-S, Katie Skoulos. A first, uh, it says, a first year master degree candidate at the NYU Silver School of Social Worker. She explains that the cartoon enthusiast Noah, who loves SpongeBob so much, has sent $2,618.85 worth of SpongeBob popsicles to his aunt's house. <laughs> In case you were wondering, that's 51 cases containing 918 popsicles. That's more than a convenience store, child. He could have he provided popsicles for a couple of convenience stores. It says, we're kind of jealous of Noah, to be honest. The story generated viral attention with over 52,000 likes after the New York Post originally reported the story and most saw it on, on the funny side. Yeah, you would see it to be funny unless it's your $3,000. It says, though, some were more concerned with the fact that Nora managed to get a perfectly shaped SpongeBob popsicle. We had to look at the original Amazon list of products. And unsurprisingly, they were all sold out of SpongeBob SquarePants popsicles, all thanks to Noah. The popsicles are described on the website as fruit punch and cotton candy with cool bubblegum eyes. In a sweet turn of events, the original fundraising goal of $2,619 has been eclipsed. With hundreds of generous people donating, the funds has now raised to an astonishing $11,613. Wow, that is so amazing. It says, thank you so much for your mind-blowing generosity, wrote Noah's grateful mother on the page. Brian added that some surplus donations 
will go towards the education and additional supports for her son who has autism. Wow. So, I mean, that's wonderful. So she's going to pay, cover the $2,619 cost. And with the remaining of the money, she's going to donate towards the education for autistic kids. Like that, that's great. If she really does that. We know a lot of people say good stuff and, oh, I'm going to donate and yada, yada, yada. And the whole time that money goes into their damn bank account, they probably donate $1,000 to the program. So that would be wonderful if she actually donates all that money to the autistic program for kids with autism. And, you know, her son has it. So hopefully she wouldn't play the, she wouldn't play the GoFundMe people. Which we didn't ask you to say all that, you know. So if it's a lie, like you didn't have to lie to the world now, Craig. You didn't have to lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You could have told everybody, hey, thank y'all for that. And with the rest of that money, I'm going to pay some bills, play catch up. You know, you ain't got to fake the phone for the world. Obviously, we know you need the money because you couldn't pay back the $3,000 in popsicles. So, you know, if you don't want to put all that, the rest of the remaining money towards the program, just put a little bit, you know, a couple thousand, two thousand or something and put the rest into your account or something. I don't know, but that was a nice story. That was, I, I had to read that to you all because I found it quite funny, <laughs> even though it's not funny when it happens to you, which is one of the reasons why I don't put my card, like my card that is attached to my Amazon is a prepaid. So if you try to buy something and it's not on that card, you can't buy it. <laughs> so for me, I don't have those problems because I had an issue once with my youngest son. He let his friends pump him up and, and psych him out to using my credit card that was connected to the gang system. Because, you know, I would buy little games and stuff for my kids and I forget to unlink the card. Oh, honey, he thought it was a good idea to buy another game. And I don't know if you all know Fortnite. There's a thing called skin. And you have to pay for different skins. Baby, when I say a good $100 worth of skins, I could have choked him. But just imagine if I was in this mother's position where it would have been $3,000 worth of stuff. And you know, you can't get that back. When you buy video games online or skins or coins, you can't get that money back. So I kind of learned my lesson from there. If I can't buy it off my prepaid, you don't need it. That's just, that's just what it is. Let me see what y'all got going on that little story. What do you guys think about um, little Noah? That is, it was so funny just due to the fact, first of all, because he's a baby. Um, in this picture, they don't say his age, but in this picture, he looks every anywhere from seven, maybe even five years of age. So that is just so funny to me. But um, let me see. Someone says, I would have lost my mind if that happened to me. Yes. Girl, you and a bunch of people. Someone says, thankfully, she got the money she needed and is planning to do a good deed with the remaining of the funds to go towards her son's autism education. Yeah, that's what I had just said. That that would be great if she does that. 
and not just tell us that's what she's doing and just lying to the people. Because we didn't ask you, you know. Someone say, my son spent 300 on skins for that damn Fortnite game a few years ago. I was pissed, LOL. I know your pain. <laughs> Girl, so you know what I'm talking about. That skins, honey. Uh-uh. Ain't got time to be buying all that. Someone says, I saw I saw that story going around on Facebook and donated $50 to the GoFundMe. I was laughing so hard when I read the story, but I still felt bad. Oh, well, thank you. You know, it wasn't for me, but I'm thanking for her and the people because you didn't even have to give that. You know, $50, that was great. That, that $50 helped her contribute to that $11,000, believe it or not. Some people feel like their small donations mean nothing, but it means a lot because some people don't donate at all. So that's great if you did donate and you ain't just saying that now. Be on here laugh. <laughs> but thank you for her donation because um, little Noah didn't know any better. He didn't know any better. So let me see. So when I say I would have lost my mind, but he's autistic, so I would have understood. Okay. Let me see. Good morning, guys. Welcome in. Welcome in. We're weighing in on the SpongeBob Popsicle story. <laughs> if you guys have heard about it already. Um, let me see. Nothing. Y'all not really. Okay, I'm trying to get out a few more minutes because there's a few people just jumping in. Okay, we got 718 people. It shouldn't only be three, four, and five people commenting, y'all. Come on now, interact. I know some of y'all just here just to get the the feedback and the news and see what's going on and y'all don't like to communicate. That's fine, but let's try. Let's try. 718 people in here, y'all. Come on. And now the numbers is jumping because some more y'all jumping in. It went from 718 to 725. Come on, y'all. Okay. Nothing. So, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, I have another article. I have two more, actually, that I want to read to you all before we be done with this whole podcasting today. But you already know, we just did two articles, and we've been on here almost an hour. Ooh, it don't even seem like it. 50 minutes, y'all, because, you know, I got my little roller the time roller that tells me how long I'm doing my podcast at the moment. But um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into either both articles or just one more article. We'll see how the story goes and how your responses go. So when we get back, we're going to jump right into that. and we need to silence our phone. Who knows where that button is? I don't have silent. Everyone does, right up here. It happens to all of us. We buy a new home and we turn into our parents. What I do is help new homeowners overcome this. Was that an adjustable spanner? Good choice, Steve. Okay, don't forget, you're not assisting him. You hired him. You have nowhere to sit. You have too many. Who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Yeah. Oh, those are... Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Look at that. Alright guys, no insurance talk on beach day. I'm down. Yes, please. 
Don't get me wrong, I love my RV, but insuring it is such a hassle. Same with my boat. The insurance bills are through the roof. Be cool. I wish I could group my insurance stuff. Like the house, the car, the RV. Like a cluster. An insurance cluster. Yeah, I doubt that exists. The bundle! It's a bundle and it saves you money! Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive and I couldn't help it over here. Super fun beach day, everybody. She's gonna need backup. guys and we're back so let's get this show on the road the next segment we're going to be talking about california governor proposes a 12 billion dollar plan to house state homeless population Hmm. california governor gavin newsom on tuesday proposed 12 billion in new funding to get more people experiencing homelessness in the state and to housing and to functionally end family homelessness within five years. It says Newsom's plan was announced in a statement and he was expected to provide more details at a media event Tuesday morning in San Diego County. The first term Democrat faces a recall election mounted by Republicans and others unhappy with the way he has handled the pandemic the economy, and the government. The nation's most populous state has an estimated 161,000 people experiencing homelessness, which is more than any other state. 161,000 homeless people in the state of California? I would not have guessed that amount. I know it's big, but 161,000. How many people is in the state of California? Damn. Make me wonder now. It says a new state debates shows that nearly 250,000 people sought out housing services from local housing office officials in 2020. Of that number, 117,000 people were still waiting for help while nearly 92,000 people found housing. Can California figure out a way to house its growing homeless population? A former mayor of San Francisco, where the homelessness is very visible, <laughs> sees the twin wait, it sees the twin crisis of homelessness and affordable housing even before the pandemic started last year. He launched projects Room Key and home key using federal funding to house homeless residents in hotels and motels during the pandemic and helped cities. Um, and helped cities, counties, and other local entities buy the buy and convert motels and other buildings into housing. So what he was doing last year, he he launched a project called Room Key and Home Key, which he was going around buying um, motels and hotels and converting them into like little apartments, kind of, you know, um, so that he can help the homeless by housing them. It says Newsom's new proposal includes $8.75 billion to expand on home key and to convert existing buildings into 46,000 units of housing. 
Newsom officials said 800 million spent on the program last year created 6,000 more housing units from motels, houses, dorms, and other repurposed buildings providing shelter for 8,200 people. The average cost to convert a unit into housing for people experiencing homelessness was nearly 150,000. Newsom's administration officials said at a recent briefing, it is much cheaper than building housing from scratch to just buy, you know, hotels and things like that. And that's crazy because a lot of these homes have been getting bought like crazy. A lot of hotels have been getting bought out. They are about to convert and prepare to change this shit into a housing program. And some of these houses that they've been buying, baby, has been spanking brand new. So I like to see how well the homeless, you know, you have some people who's homeless, due to certain situations, maybe even because of the pandemic, losing their homes because of their jobs, so forth and so on. But you have a lot of homeless people that are homeless because they're on drugs and they're alcoholics. So it kind of makes you wonder how they're going to separate the people, the ones that's homeless with their children because they had no choice, you know, and this was the last call for them. And for the ones that's homeless due to addiction. Because I think the ones that's homeless due to addiction should be put into the hotels and the hotels can kind of be converted into homeless shelters where they, you know, you got to be in by a certain time. Because here in Illinois with our homeless shelters, there's curfew, okay? And not only is there curfew, there's different busings from the programs of these shelters that take these people around doing applications, helping them get jobs to get back on their feet. If you're really trying to help out the economy, I think that's the best way to go. I just wish that I knew somebody in these type of fields where I can give them the ideas that I have, because that would be great. You know, getting the homeless off the street. But how are you guys going to move forward with the plan to keep them off the street? Because you got some people, honey, like I said, that's addicted to drugs, alcohol and whatever. And that street life is just all they know. So trying to put stipulations on them can be a little hard. But if you make it worth the challenge, maybe there'll be some change. Like, for instance, don't just say, hey, because you're giving me a place to lay my head, I got to be in by 10 p.m. And every morning we got to be out of the hotel shelters by 8 a.m. or something. And, you know, those of us who have jobs, of course, they're going to have transportation, you know, the little busings to help get us around. Maybe they're going to make some type of agreement with the city to be able to get on these CTAs with a card just strictly for you, you know, for the month with X amount on there to get you to and from work or to and from grocery shopping, you know, whatever. And the other half of you, who is not working, you're going to be put on a program. And within that program, you're going to be up by 6 a.m. We're going to be out. The buses is going to be ready, which is not CTA type bus, but the program busing where everybody that's on this bus. Okay, today, Monday, maybe we're going to be going to, let's just say this job site, that job site, you know, like three to four different job sites for Monday. And these are the jobs it is. Let's say Walmart, maybe a Walmart warehouse, Amazon. You know, I'm just giving a list. 
and people get to pick and choose like, okay, I would like to work at either of these. So I'm going to sign up to leave on Monday to go and do the applications at these jobs. And within the government program, you guys, the jobs that you have that you're taking these people to to try to get work, you have some type of agreement with them as well with the program where, you know, of course, if those people meet the criteria to be able to work there, you know, they're able to lift. If you're going to be at Amazon lifting, uh, maybe if you're going to be at Walmart, you got to have good customer service, you know, being good with the people, whatever, you know, of course you will fall under those guidelines, but you should, you know, they should have it to where they are pretty much um, putting these companies in with the program. Hey, you guys get XYZ cut, same way Obama was doing with the um, the little reform program for the, um, godly, um, the people who was in prison who probably got felonies and it's hard for them to get jobs. Remember when Obama came with that bill and certain jobs who you know, accepted it and was like, okay, I'm okay with hiring felons and whatever, giving them an extra chance. They were receiving so much money for doing that. You get what I'm saying? So I think if they came with the same type of guidelines for the program that they're trying to do with housing the homeless and not just housing them and the the tax paying people like us are pretty much the taxes are going up for us so that we can help you house these people because that's exactly what's going to happen let's just be realistic here anything that goes on in any state pretty much the taxpayers are paying for it so i don't want my money to go to waste for you to house the homeless who's just going to be on the ass same way i don't agree with people who's in regular housing, you know, who got section eight or anything, you're okay with not ever working. You get a utility check every month to help pay your bills because you're not working. And on top of that, you pay $0 in rent and you've been living here seven to 10 years. No, I think there should be a program time limit as well, because when you don't give a time limit, you allow people to just be lazy and to not give a shit. You know, if you're going to be on a housing program, not so much as Section 8, because I believe with Section 8, regardless if you don't have a job, I think you still have to pay some form percentage of that rent anyway, I believe. Don't quote me. But for housing, I know for a fact, if you don't have a job, you're paying $0, and they give you a check of like probably like $100 to $200 a month for you to pay your utility bills so that you'll still have your gas and light and whatever else on um, <laughs> I feel like there should be a program plan moving forward. If Biden, if Biden, I know I'm going off schedule here with this, <laughs> with the article, but this is what happens when we have no topics. But with Biden trying to have the new program where there's no one who's poor, basically, you know, everyone is either going to be mid-class or upper class. There's gonna not gonna be any lower class. And he's kind of showing forward with all of these stimulus programs and the bills being signed and um, making different businesses pay more money because of essential workers having to work and go deal with the coronavirus and you know people still catching corona and dying and blah blah blah. Okay. I feel like there should also be a program moving forward with this housing shit. Okay, if you're on the housing program, 
you can only be on it, let's say, I give people three years to get their shit together. If you can't get it together in three years, something wrong. Because some people only take six months to a year for most, for the real hustlers. But I feel like the program should be like three-year base. We're going to get you off the streets. We're going to help you and your family, your kids, whatever. You're going to get home. Um, but you got three years to get your shit together. That's going to make people mental state, get up off their ass and go work. For those of you who are on disability and can't work, there is no time limit. You know, you're on Section 8, but there is no such thing as zero rent. Either, you know, you have to pay $50 or $100 a month, something, because you get disability. So you ain't going to tell them you can't afford it. You get a whole Social Security check, so you can afford $50 to $100. You know, even though in most states they don't count your disability as income, believe it or not. So if you don't have a job, you're paying zero dollars, but you're still getting seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month to do what you freely will. No, I don't approve of that. I don't approve of that. So for me, you know, I never say, oh, I'm a Democrat or none of that because I'm in the middle. <laughs> I'm in the middle because I understand the Republican side when they're trying to say certain. Th- I-, I get it. And then I also get the side with the Democrats. So I don't pick and choose either when it when it comes down to political um, um, shit. The word just slipped my mind. But anyways, um, voting, sorry. When it comes down to voting, I for me, I go for who I felt plan made more sense to me while y'all were doing, you know, your run by trying to get us to vote for you. I listen. I don't just be like, I I don't want to hear what the Republican got to say because I'm a Democrat. No, because sometimes the Republicans' plans are good plans, even though, you know, in the back end, some of the shit be a little sketchy. But for the most part, the Democrats have allowed and made it to where we are lazy. It's just, it's like everything paying for, you know... All of the people who work and paying taxes, paying for everyone else's laziness. And I just, I I don't think that's fair. We all have our ups and downs and our bumps and shit where we hit rock bottom one minute, shit goes bad. I get it. But I know a lot of people who has been on housing program for 10 plus years. Like y'all kids were babies and y'all kids are now 21, 22, and 25 and you're still living in the same housing program. Do you not want more for yourself? Do you not want better? Like this is just okay with you. So I don't know. I just think that there should be a time limit for everything because that would make people get their shit together. You know, for real. That's almost like with prison. If a motherfucker go to jail, and let's say the judge gave them 10 years. And now while they're in jail, they find out, oh, well, if you go through this program, if you don't have an education, you go get your GED. If you take a barber school or whatever the fuck program that's available for you to get less time, they run to it. Oh, we, let's hurry up and do this. We can get our asses up out of here and, and be back, you know, to the world. So... I feel like it's the same with just us regular people. If you know that you possibly are going to be out in the streets, nowhere to go, you ain't got no family members that's going to help you out, and you know the moment that your three years is up in this house and you haven't done shit within these three years, it's going to be looking kind of bad for you and your kids. People will get their mindset together. 
and they, they'll do what they need to do in these three years so that they can get it right. And I feel like also that on the housing program, it shouldn't just be, oh, in three years you got to go or four years, whatever the time period you're giving them. I also feel like there should be a follow-up program where you got it together, you've been saving your money, you got XYZ amount of money, even if so, you know, happen, you may have even been building your credit. There should be an also program to help them either become first-time home buyers, or it should be a program to help them to move into a new home where they're just paying regular rent now. Okay, so your three years is up, you got a job, you know, we've done our, you know, due diligence to make sure that you can afford this and that because you get paid this much, this is what you bring home. You get what I'm saying? The same calculations that they do to put you in Section 8 or housing and tell you how much your rent is going to be, they should have the same program going out of housing to help you move on in life, you know what I'm saying, to continue bettering yourself. Okay, so you find the home, let's say maybe they calculated that you're able to afford a $1,000 a month or less, somewhere in between, and you found a home for 800 a month that accommodates you and your children. They pay that first month rent. You paid that security deposit to move you in. That was their way of helping you. Now you're in the home. It's up to you now. You're on your own. You get what I'm saying? So it's not just, oh, you have a program. We're putting you on a program for this amount of years to be here. And then we're just going to put your ass out and it's left up to you to figure it out. No, I think they should have a follow-up program where they also help you find that home to move into. Maybe they already got homes. You know what I'm saying? That can be set up like, okay, we bought this many new homes, this home, $1,200 a month. If you can afford that, it's yours. We're going to pay the $1,200 rent, and then you pay that $1,200 security deposit, and this is your home. And if not, then maybe they should be a part of real estate agencies and programs where Okay, we want to work with you because we got a housing program and we got people that's going to be on their way out the door to get into their own homes and, you know, living life, blah, blah, blah. We want to work with you all to put our people in your homes. They're going to be paying regular rent, you know, so that they can just move forward. Or maybe y'all got, like I say, first time home buyers program, whatever. Help. But don't, um, what is the word? Don't coddle them. Don't make them feel like you could be here forever as long as you want until you're just ready to go and expand. Hell no. Hell no. We got a program. You're going to be on it for this amount of time. In between this amount of time, we're going to be monitoring this, 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 and that. So you have to keep your job. If you do lose a job, um, we expect you within at least 90 days to have found something else because that's three months. We don't just want you to not work at all because the whole point of the program is to get you to, you know, paying your own shit and paying bills and just really living the real life outside of our program. You know what I'm saying? My mind all over, but I know what I'm trying to say. Y'all get it. So now when that person is gone, hey, that apartment through housing is now available for the next person who needs help. Because it makes it hard for people to get into these programs when you got folks who's been living in these homes for 10 and 20 goddamn years and they just never plan on going anywhere. And those people who need the program just to get on their feet and get on up out of there, y'all won't allow it because y'all asses is living lazy, you know? So, 
Yeah, I, I just think that's something that they should do in California and in every other state moving forward with the new program that Biden is pulling out. I mean, with the new um, ideas Biden is pulling out with no one is going to be living low class anymore. You know, all this money he's giving out, he's showing that he's trying to help us get our shit together. And because a lot of y'all that don't pay rent, looking at this money as a come up, y'all going about designing shit and new cars. And I seen a, a chick pull up in a Lexus in, a part, in the projects to her apartment. I couldn't understand it. I said, you shouldn't even be allowed to have a goddamn Lexus. If you got anything over a Nissan, a Subaru, a Impala, anything that's not foreign, that's cool. If you have anything outside of that and it's considered luxury cars, nigga, you should be put your ass out. Period. Because you most likely probably paying a good four, five hundred a month for that car. Because you didn't buy it flat out. It's a new car. But you telling me that you can't pay rent? Mm-mm. Nope. Miss me with that one. But anyways, let's get back to this article because I veered off track just because I felt I had to get that out for those of you who listens and may be in politics and probably feel like, hey, that's a good idea. Let me roll this idea out and see how well we can do this and and get this type of program started. I, I don't know. I just got ideas and I just be wondering what the hell be going on in the mind of the Congress and the people that's in office because y'all mindset, honey, mm-hmm. y'all making it easy, too, too easy for people, okay? But it says, um, advocates for the homeless say there's simply not enough affordable housing to help people who slip into homelessness, which is why tent camps and sleeping bags are still cluttering high rates, ramps, and city sidewalks. Did I not just say that? Y'all making it hard. It's not enough because y'all allowing these people to just be lazy and housing. Get Section 8, get housing, and you just own it forever. Now, like I say, Section 8, I believe, is different. You still have to, because my sister's on Section 8. And when she wasn't working, she still had to pay, I think, like, her rent was 8, so she had to pay 400 child. So that's good. You have to still pay something. But I know housing, housing is different. If you don't have a job, you don't have to pay rent. And we're going to give you a check every month to pay your bills. But I just said that. It's not enough affordable housing to help the people, to get them out of homelessness. I just said that. But if y'all had the program that I was saying, and y'all conjured up a new bill and started doing the work and getting connected with you know, as you're buying hotels and remodeling them for the for the uh, homelessness, you guys need to get programs started with these jobs so that everything can run smoothly. Once y'all open the doors and start getting homeless people into these homes, they get started immediately with the programs. Some of these people want that. All they need is a little help and a little bit of push. A lot of people don't want to be taken, taken care of. They want a little push. So, hey, you helping them out, you put them in an apartment. You've also helped them get a job from the programs that you have. And from there, they got on their feet and got life back right. Some people, that's all they need, honestly. So, I've worked with a homeless guy before. And now today, 
I ain't gonna say you can't tell him nothing because it's not like he think he the shit. But he's so thankful and grateful for Walmart that changed his life. Because that man came in there, he looked like he was from off the streets trying to get a job. Did his little um, application because, you know, at that time, Walmart had the kiosk in the store where you can go and sit down and do the application. And one of our managers walked over and was just standing over there talking to him. I was noticing the whole interaction. And after that man got through with his um, application, he came back up to the service desk to ask for, you know, our manager. He came out, brought that man to the back. And it was like within a week, I seen him working. That man was coming to work every day, faithfully. And from that, you know, it was like, I don't know if maybe he was getting a hotel room. Like, I didn't really get in his business business. But I did work with him one time on the cap team, you know, as cap. And, you know, he kind of told his little story here and there, why he got homeless and how Walmart has pretty much saved his life now. And he's on his feet. So it was, it's crazy, man. All some people need is a little push. They don't want you to take care of them and get handouts forever. They just want a little push, a little bit of help. But it says Newsom's proposal has included $3.5 billion in efforts to prevent people from becoming homeless, including rental payments assistance to functionally and family homelessness within five years. The statement from Newman's administration said it's not known how the administration will measure that, but they will get it done. It says... The spending proposal come as part of a $100 billion pandemic recovery plan Newsom is rolling out this week. The massive amount comes from the astonishing $76 billion estimated state budget and surpluses the $27 billion in new fundings from the federal government's latest coronavirus spending bill. A February audit criticized the state for its fringe for its fragmented approach to addressing homelessness and urgent and urgent the urging I know it sounded weird and urging the state to tackle spending and set side wide side wide policies sort of like what I said for the state it says it identified at least nine state agencies that spent damn 13 billion on 41 programs to address homelessness without evidence to show that that's what was effective and being spent on okay so that's kind of scary if you're going to roll out all this money and you don't you can't really show for all of this money that's been spent that's kind of fucked up but for the governors who's proposing these bills and really has a plan, like they said, rolled out for the state to show spending and how it's going to be divvied up in between these programs, then, okay, they'll approve the bill. So he needs to, he needs to listen to my podcast. I need to talk to the governor, okay? Because he needs to hear my plan on how to get it working. And I believe when Congress, when or whoever is approving the money when they hear your plan and they realize okay so you're not just trying to end homelessness by putting the people into shelters and making um taxpayers pay for this shit you're also going to help them with a rollout program to get them going and continue you know with living their life to the fullest getting them into work getting them back and forth to work 
once their what three whatever four year lease plan with the program is over with they should be well established to be able to get into their own home and i even believe for some of the people if you feel like you may not even need three to four years and in two years you've got it together let them know hey i'm ready to get out the program and i'm ready to start looking forward to you guys you know helping me get into a new home and you know what i'm saying going from there versus literally allowing yourself to just stay for the three four years and ride it out to save what you can which is okay but you know what i'm saying if you feel like you've established enough money within that two-year program instead of being there for four years go ahead and exit the program let them do their exit program procedures to help you get a new crib so that someone else can come into the program and get started you get what i'm saying like don't be selfish you know don't be selfish now being stingy with the apartment trying to stick it out your whole time now if you feel like you may have been a little careless in the beginning maybe that first year and you're like okay i probably need these last three years to go on and get my shit right that's okay because you do have up to three to four years or whatever the plan would be rolled out to do so but for me i just do not agree with you move in and you're there for however fucking long you feel like being there until either you get put out for, you know, not following the guidelines and the rules, maybe moving someone in. Because I do know you get put out with housing and Section 8 if your utilities get cut off. Because they looking at it like we paying, giving you money to pay it. Why are you being disconnected? They will put you out for that. I know for a fact. So, but yeah, I mean... They, they better have a good plan rolled out for this. If they do, then everything will be all smooth. Now, let me see what y'all talking about. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, Have anybody been typing since I've been talking? What y'all thoughts? What's y'all thoughts? Okay, somebody says, it would be a blessing if they truly could end homelessness in California because downtown LA looks bad now it's not even worth visiting anymore yeah and you know um I've only been to believe it or not I've only been to California once me and my husband and I was really tripping on how we envisioned downtown LA to look from how they show it on the movies and they look all clean and just Hollywood you know and when we went, it was like, that's where all the freaking homeless people is, which is mind-blowing to me. Like, you would think maybe most of the homeless would be more in the urban areas or the hood or, you know, under the viaducts and roadways on under trail, I mean, uh, train track, you know, the little road, train track roadways, whatever. Um, underpass, the underpasses. But no, there are more homeless people downtown LA than anywhere and that is so fucking crazy I, I just I couldn't believe it like what it's supposed to be for sightseeing it's supposed to be beautiful when people come and take trips and visit but no oh no let me see someone says I like to see how well this plan goes because this isn't the first time they tried to roll this idea out with ending homelessness huh Okay, well, I didn't know that. So you must be from California for you to know that. I had no idea. 
I had this is my first time hearing about them trying to end homelessness in any state, child. <laughs> Especially California. But okay, so we'll we'll see how this goes. It says someone says that's good that they plan to end homelessness. But now I wonder what's the state tax going to look like in the five years that they are ending homelessness because we know in the end, the taxpayers are the ones left to pay the money back. Yep, that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Baby. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Someone else says, that's BS. I live in California <laughs> and it would be highly impossible to end homelessness unless they start, ooh, okay, unless they start offing them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think the only way they're going to end homelessness with all the people that's homeless is if they actually start killing some of them? Well, I mean, the homeless will be the first to be attacked with this little coronavirus stuff going on. So who's to say, you know, who's to say, but it's kind of crazy that the majority of the homeless people have not died off, not saying that they should, but that they have not died off considering that they're living in the streets. They're living under the most filth. They're dealing with damn near all the different diseases and virus firsthand. So it's like, I haven't heard much about, you know, it being a shortage now with the homeless because the majority of them have passed away because of corona. It's like, honey, their immune systems is out here kicking corona ass. Maybe we need to take some of their goddamn blood and do some research on it and turn that shit into the goddamn vaccine. <laughs> Half of these uh, homeless people might be the cure, baby, and we just didn't know it. Shit, because they ain't catching nothing. Like, seriously. Someone else says that that's good. They plan to end homelessness. It'd be nice if they did it in all states. Well, that'd be a long time. Like, that'd be a real, real process right there to end homelessness everywhere. That'd be, yeah, that'd take some time. It would. Okay, so that's it. Okay, that's it. Um. Okay, someone says... Someone says, hey, girl, I'm new to the show. I've heard a couple podcasts already, and I like what you're doing. Keep up the work, dear. Thanks, babe. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mm. Okay. All right, that's it. Okay, so that's all the articles that we had. I know I said I had two more. But I was miscounting because I had three articles all together. And I don't know where I said I had two more to go. I was looking at my notes wrong. So that was the last article, you guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you guys think? You know, let me know. You guys also can, um, like at times in the comment section, if it may be stories or something that you guys have been hearing about, um. I don't know, just anything that you guys would probably like for me to chat about on the show, to do my little research on so that I can talk about it on the podcast. You guys can let me know as well. You know, you guys can give me a little ideas here and there. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind because it may be some stuff you guys can teach me as well, especially for the news you can use segment. 
Um, maybe there's some celebrity drama gossip that I overlooked and didn't notice. And you guys may say, hey, did you hear about this, this, and that? You know, and then I'm going to do my research so maybe we can talk about it on the next podcast. So, you know, you guys can help me out a little bit. You can help me out, you know, here and there. But um, as of the show, that is all I have for today. That sums it up, you guys. I want to truly thank every single last one of you guys for tuning in today. The last podcast, podcast before that, and all of you that plans on tuning in in the future. Y'all have no idea. I did not expect things to go this big, this far, this amazing at such a short time. Now, there are a lot of you all who are following me from when I was doing my last podcast. Y'all know I was all over the place on that one, but you guys still loved it. Now, I'm, you know, more put together with my podcast, my segments, and I'm sticking to one track. You know, I ain't all over the place like I was before. But like I said, I want to thank you guys for joining in with me every single podcast, Not especially those of you who don't miss a live podcast. I know some of you all miss the live at times, but you catch the replay. I appreciate that. But um, I thank y'all. But as you all know, if you would like for me to shout out your small business on the show for free, all you have to do is send me an email at spillingallthebeans55 at gmail.com and let me know a little bit about your business and what it is that you want me to shout out about your business and we'll go from there. Now, if you like to have your business heard on a commercial sponsored ad segment on the show during our podcast breaks, also send me an email at spillingallthebeans55 at gmail.com so that we can go over prices and expectations for your commercial ad. Like I said before, and I'll continue to say, I am very, very reasonable and cheap. I am more cheap than a lot of other podcasters out there, trust me. Now, if you are a member who is supporting my podcast on a monthly basis, Thank you guys for sticking it out and paying into the podcast every single month, not skipping a beat, not pulling out for a month or two and then joining back again. I thank you all for the continuous, constant support from you all. For those of you who donate to me through Cash App from time to time because you know, you don't want to pay into the podcast. You know, you, your money be a little shaky month to month, so you don't know what it might look like. You might have to pull out and come back again. For those of you who choose to donate instead, I really appreciate you as well because you guys don't have to give a penny to me. Nobody. Y'all y'all can just come and listen from free and just enjoy the goddamn podcast. You don't have to show the support. And because you do, I truly appreciate it. And that's why I do give backs. I do giveaways, you know. And for those who don't know, when you pay into the podcast monthly, I do see everyone who's paying into the podcast. So that's how I know who to throw into the drawings for, um, you know, when I'm doing giveaways, money giveaways or whatever. And for those of you who send me money through Cash App, whatever the name is on your Cash App, it's going to be the name put into the drawing. (laughs) So you have to listen for that name, not your name, because it goes by what you put on, um, you know, for your Cash App or whatever. But I know when you do it for 
a member, you have to put your real name because you got to put your credit card information and it all got to match. So that's how I know, you know, those of you who's paying in monthly, your names, and those of you who's paying into the Cash App, I just know you love cute or freaky ass Cash App names. So when I'm doing my giveaways, make sure you listen for your name when I do a drawing because those are the only ones that I give back to. You know, it, it I can't just randomly put any and everybody that listens into a drawing. And I don't think that's fair. For those who give to me, it's only fair that I gift back to you all. So giveaways are only for paid members or those of you who sends me money through Cash App. But um, like I said, I truly want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart because you don't have to give me a dime. You can simply just listen for free. Now, if you are new and you don't know what I'm talking about as far as becoming a member, there's a button you can press that says support. And you can pay into the podcast from as little as $0.99 a month all the way to $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. Why I say that all the time? I give an extra nine every time. Or $9.99 a month to pay into the podcast. Um, and like I said, if you can't afford that, Hey, I'm okay with your donations. And for all donations, you send them to my cash app, dollar sign custom brands. I know I've said this before. I am working on changing that name. I don't know why, but it will not let me change it. So I guess I got to reach out to cash app or something to get that change. But until then, we're still going to send all donations to dollar sign custom brands. The C-U-S-T-O-M-B-R-A-N-D-S. Now, that's all I got for y'all today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope y'all come back on the next week's podcast. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be live, you guys. We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure it out. Because um, we'll talk. We'll talk, guys. For those of you all who follow my Instagram, um, check me out over there when I go live so we can have a little talk and a little chit-chat about a couple of things because I don't want to waste too much more time on this podcast. And for those of you who are not following my podcast Instagram, hop on over and check out bean underscore spiller and the number two. I will put it in the podcasting playback description. And for those of you that has the Anchor FM app, you'll be able to see it. For those of you who don't have the app and you just listen to the podcast through a link, you won't be able to see the descriptions and the playback. So please make sure you download Anchor FM so that you can get the best possible effect out of this app. I'm telling you, it's better when you download the app, Anchor FM. But um, thank y'all for joining, and I'm going to check you guys out on the next one. Bye.